everyone's annoying, but that's okay. That's the point of the show, I feel like. Muhammad's wild. Yeah, all of these, all the shows we watch, man, they're all just different sized dumpster fires. Yeah. Like, they really haven't started on Married at First Sight. We watched the first episode and did our review of that. So go check that out if you watch Married at First Sight or just want a podcast on it. But the dumpster fires are uh, just barely starting. You can kind of see potential dumpster fires. But we're (laughs) full in on 90 Day. Oh, I think 90 Day, Muhammad gave no fucks. No. and He's like not holding back. He's like, I'm fucking over it. What does she need to end this relationship? We know, spoiler, that they are together currently. Why? It's kind of amazing that they make it through this argument somehow. Yeah, how can you come back from this? Why would you come back from this? We're saving them as well as Emily and Kobe for the end. Mm -hmm. So let's jump into it. 90 Day Fiance, Season 9, Episode 12, The Elephant in the Womb. They're getting so good with these titles. (laughs) You do love the little quirky titles. (laughs) Whoever the intern is or whatever that is, is... Picking these, doing a really good job. We'll start with Patrick and Thais. How do you feel about him wanting to get married at a, f- almost sounds like a family reunion, family vacation in Orlando? Hmm. Multiple ways to take this. One, not a fan because you're sort of jumping on that family event. Yes. To sort of make it your event. But. It's easy for it's everyone. It's easy because everyone's going to be together anyways. Yeah. But also uh, I don't know. Weddings bring a lot with them. You're also putting something else on everyone else's plate. You got to bring a dress. You got to bring something fancy, your outfits, obviously go, you know, give shopping. Just everything that's that's intertwined yeah. with the wedding is something you're putting on when they already have this family vacation. And some of these folks might have kids. Like, they have a lot going on. Also, think of Patrick and Thais. Can they really kind of participate in the family vacation if they need to do wedding planning? I was waiting for him to be like, we're getting married at Disney World. Cute. That'd be cool. (laughs) They really wanted to paint Patrick as the bad one this episode. And honestly, I'm probably giving him too much grace. Like, the way she tells people stories about Patrick, she kind of tends to leave some information out. They both kind of have their own little twists on story. So I don't think either one of them is really telling the truth. But for some reason, I always give Patrick more grace. I I know this is a theme for... Every couple, I'm just talking about every couple in general, just in the world. But for this specific show, or this specific episode, it seemed like the topic was communication. Like, yes, everyone whether, said it. Whether it was the barber uh, talking to Guillermo, loved it uh, about communication. Patrick Mohammed. and Thais, Mohammed's even the way you communicate. Yes, uh, Patrick and Thais is like sort of mixed communication or mixed. The way they receive the communication is translated a little bit differently. Okay, I'm gonna give Patrick a little bit of, a little bit of slack because I think that he sees we only have so much time to get this wedding done. Like I need to book Not things. Not I need to lock things in as soon as I can. So if you send me the information of a hairstylist or a makeup artist that you like, I'm just gonna book them because yes. I don't have time. We don't have time to look through five or call them individually and break them down like, hey, how do you do makeup for whatever whatever scenario? Okay, that one was really tricky because the way she said it is, oh, Patrick just booked my hair and makeup. Didn't even ask me. Didn't, mm. nothing. Just went ahead and booked it. But then when she's talking to someone else, she says, well, I sent you the hair and makeup and then you just booked it. Well, you left that huge part out when you were telling your friends 
So it made it look like he picked this person. He told you how you were going to do your hair and makeup. So, when in so reality... Then he, then he looks more controlling. Yes. And that's not fair. And you shouldn't do that to your partner. That's weird. Why do you want to paint your partner in the worst light? Speaking about that incident a little bit, are these women really Thais's friends? Or are these just rent friends that we took from the party and are now saying these are Thais's friends? Did I hear this correctly? It seemed like they've hung out after. Yes. More often. I think she, I mean, she's building relationships. Okay, but then why be so mean and bratty when these people just came to your house? See, it's nice to be nice to people. You make friends. Mm -hmm. I do not see her taking that lesson. Oh, one side note. I feel really bad for the third wheel in this friendship. John? No. (laughs) No, but I love that. The girl that does not speak Portuguese. Oh, in 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 the friend relationship? Yes, but they always keep talking in front of her and she just has to wait for it to be translated. Sometimes she's like nodding like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah. But she's a good sport. She's not not upset about it. And the other friend's really nice for like quickly translating after. You can tell with Thais, her English is okay. It's pretty good. When the emotions and she really needs to get information out, she like sort of switches to Portuguese just because I can better explain myself. Which is why I hate that her and Patrick fight in English. come on you guys are not you speak a common language okay i've i've heard that portuguese is super hard to learn yes honestly it just impresses me more that patrick learned portuguese because i don't think he just has friends that speak portuguese i don't don't know maybe he does but i don't think he grew up speaking it it seems like because his dad went back that's why he learned it so thaisa's friends fully agree that she needs to tell her dad that she is getting married And I think this is finally kind of sinking in with her, is having another group of people kind of freak out as much as Patrick and John did. They're almost like seeing the vision of the future of, it will not go down well if you don't tell your dad. You need to tell him. How do you think the dad's going to react? I think he's going to be shocked. I think from that tiny split second preview, I think it's going to take a while to sink in. I don't think he's going to be mean or a dick, though. I honestly think he's going to have an actual positive reaction. Almost like, wow, he really is marrying my daughter. That That's yeah. almost showing also a level. I think he'll be level, really sad he can't be there, though. A level of commitment. But I think like with every dad, like if you're like little girls, like marrying in some way, you know, kind of like the whole walk down the aisle. You're like giving yeah. her up, right? She's which like weird no longer your, your, well, I mean, she's always your little girl, but yeah. she's almost like she has another man in her life. She's going to, you know, make her own family, do her own thing. Patrick should have taken control of the situation and said, well, I need to ask your dad for permission. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't marry you unless he gives Which me Which is weird and old-timey. But what if Thais is like, well, he's not going to, so... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are we doing here? How was my dad's reaction? Oh, it was so normal. I felt like... Your dad was I, was... I was literally sweating. <laughs> I was probably sweating up to it. My dad's the, so chill. But we, we're, we're different, though. We, we were together for... Like six years or something by that yeah. point. So for him, it was probably like, well, whenever he asked, I'm just going to say, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it was super casual. Good, good. One of the statements that Thais keeps saying is that she doesn't want to tell her dad because her dad doesn't like Patrick. And she feels like she needs to tell Patrick that her dad doesn't like him. Is that even key information at all? Like, why do you have to tell Patrick that, hey, my dad doesn't like you? What, what does that contribute to this at all? So far, the only reason he doesn't 
like Patrick is because of his image in his mind of like, you're just going to take away my daughter. Yes, but no actual thing that Patrick has done or not done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't even feel like you need to tell him why. I, I feel like even if her dad responds in a negative light, the way he can sort of win his trust is in the future because you, know, you got to stay in communication with your family, right? So in the future, plan trips to Brazil together to see the family to say, "Hey, I'm not here to take away your daughter." Yeah, like I'm not. I wonder like how that. they do interact when he has been down there. I wonder if they've met. Did yeah, they, did they say they've met? I think they have. Okay, I mean, he was going down there like every month. You can't tell me that they haven't met, and if they haven't, that's on Thais. I, I, I haven't heard it. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm mean, more than happy to be wrong, but I don't know if they've met. John and Patrick go try on suits, work on fittings. That's all fine. But I thought the more important conversation was about how Patrick feels overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by the wedding planning, the work, the money of having another person in his home. He genuinely wants to make sure that Thais is happy here. Do you think he's doing too much? I think he's doing too much in the sense of... She totally could call places. If she's confident in that, that's not his place to say, well, you're English, so fuck that. Mm -hmm. I think he is doing too much in the way that he's almost putting her down. And it's coming off as controlling, even though he just wants to make her happy. I think you're right about he's trying to do everything he can to impress her and make her happy. And in some ways, she is reading that as you're controlling. Yeah, And it's easy to, for example, like, let me call places. Why don't you just let her call places? Who cares? If she's struggling, then you can step in or you can call back, but let her try. Mm. Patrick says he does not want to burden her with his feelings right now of being overwhelmed because she has given up everything. So he doesn't want to burden her. Do you think that's fair or he needs to be honest about how he's feeling? I mean, I, he should be honest about how he's feeling. That, that'll kind of constitute growth. Uh, obviously lead to some kind of resolution for whatever issue they're dealing with. Do you think she would care? Mm -hmm. I kind of think not. I'm not sure. Also, we learned that Patrick gets up every morning and makes Thais breakfast. Cute. He's he's right now, he's going above and beyond. Yes. Above and beyond. But do you kind of notice this argument they had? It kind of seemed like it was getting to him. Yes. Of all he's doing. And I don't know if he's like getting tired of it or he didn't really hint that he wants her to like contribute in some way. I mean, you can't monetarily at the moment. I take it as which I'm filling it in of my mentality. So this could be totally wrong, but I took it as I'm tired of doing all this and no, no appreciation. It's always the house is not big enough. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to go there. I want to like the stroganoff was cool and all, but is that a one time thing? Oh, I see. Was that the first time and the only time that's ever going to happen? I don't know. I don't feel like we get to see enough of Thais's daily life. Although, honestly, the way John was kind of talking shit, it might lead her to be like, well, fuck you guys. I'm not cooking. Well, yeah. And she doesn't have to, but I'm just saying, if he's overwhelmed, would she pick up any slack? Mm. Which I think is important. It's my love language. Pick up my slack. (laughs) Yeah, doing stuff. Doing stuff. Can I just say that Guillermo might be my favorite person in 90 Day History? And the whole lore that is 90 Day. I really like Guillermo. He seems to be a kind soul. But even when he talks to Kara about sort of, you know, don't treat me like a child. It's like, I don't know if he's comfortable in that position. 
of speaking out or speaking up. No, but he is still trying. He's trying. And gets shot down immediately and treated more like a child. I've seen it before where she's listening, but she's sort of trying to shut down the conversation as well. The way she responds, she's like, yep, hear ya. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. He just mentioned, like, like you need to respect me. Like, stop treating me like a child. But as he's having this conversation, she's treating him like a child. Yeah. Going back just a minute. Their guest list has gone from four people to 40. So she's compromising on the bigger wedding. But they only have 16 bottles of Patron to give out. Yes, I paused and counted. Who are the lucky 16 out of 40? I I had a theory that it was just, like, one party gift per family or something. <laughs> Yes. Or who get, maybe they're inviting... You guys got to split maybe, a shot. Maybe they're inviting kids and this is just for adults. Maybe. Maybe. That's a lot of kids. I mean, hey, two, three kids per couple. I mean, that adds up. They go out for their last date night together before the wedding. This is where Guillermo brought up feeling like a child. The way she speaks to him. The way she treats him in front of her friends, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. That's super shitty. This is a lot about a person, I feel like. When you will drag your partner in front of... Your friends, that's weird. Again, lack of respect. Yeah. I don't I would not ever put you down like for other people. No. In front of other people. Like, no. If there was something like you needed to correct me on that was super bad, I think you would do it in at least a friendly way. I don't know. Can I go back just a little bit? Something I actually feel like this show does not do a good job of. Hmm. A lot of folks mention that, like, I'm getting stressed, I need to do these things. They do not show us those life events. Mind you, they might just come to film whatever days. But like seeing Patrick make all those calls and like try to book things or seeing uh, Kara go through planning and calling people like trying to sort of so we can see what is going on behind these words when you say I'm stressed out. I'm feeling the pressure. But we don't see any of that happen. I feel like I feel like that would add a lot to the story. I think so, too. Versus any couple, even. um Kobe and them, like, she says she's stressed out. Like, I want to see. Yeah, and we've only seen her try on some wedding dresses. Like, we don't get to see any of the process. Did you catch that when Kara said she was stressed out and everything? She says that Guillermo's doing nothing. He hasn't prepped anything. He has not been involved at all. But they just showed a montage of him being at wedding meetings. He was at the venue. He was asking questions. He was involved. When he. But oh, you don't do anything. I did not put ribbon on 16 bottles of Patron. Sorry. In, in the scene where he was present at one of the, I guess, meetings, he asked a question. Then she kind of laughed it off like, <laughs> always a question. Because he's just a fucking kid. I'm like, why can't I ask questions? Like, this is going to be my venue. Like, exactly. I can ask whatever the fuck I want. I need to make and sure this is the spot. And then we got to talk about respect. Yep. Also, I thought her listing all the things that he doesn't know as super shitty. He's new in this country. He's been here such a short amount of time. And you're just going to list who's taking you to the venue. You don't know this. You don't know how long it takes to get a cake from this spot to this spot. Do you know? You probably just looked in Google Maps. Can you show him how to use it if he doesn't know how to use it? I'd be Why like, put down your partner so much? And she's like, who's going to take you there? He's like, I'll ask someone. In my head, I was like, like an Uber Lyft? Yeah. Just, that's who I'd ask. Just do that. I cannot stress this enough. Fuck Kara for asking who is going to check Guillermo's vows. For English grammar. I'd be like, however fucking way they turn out is the way they're coming out, girl. It's from him. Who cares? How about you write his vows? Because that's the only thing you're going to be satisfied with. Kara does have a lot of controlling qualities. Yeah, it's not cool. I was stressed that he did not have a haircut or a barber yet. That should be done 
I'll be honest. A the few hair, days the before he had to a week. when he showed up um, to the U.S. was looking fresh. Yeah, because that was his Dr. Barber he looked for for three years. True. Kara says it's annoying and rude that Guillermo would bring all of these issues up two days before the wedding, but he's been saying it the entire season. She just hasn't been listening. Mm. How would you react, though, if I were to bring you questions like this? It would scare the shit out of me, but I don't think I would have gotten mad or been like, mm. you're rude. You're an asshole. Get up and leave. <laughs> I think I would be like, oh, shit. Like, maybe we need to postpone this. Oh, God, it's brutal. That would scare me more than anything. I don't think I would get mad and make you leave a restaurant. Mm. Also, if she really wanted to make it work, why wouldn't you just be, I don't know, why wouldn't you have some type of reassuring answer versus, well, then don't marry me. Okay. Remember, remember that when we keep going back to her treating him as a child, <laughs> when she's mad and gets up, she's like, let's go. Why are you still sitting there? Yep. That was Oh my God. I could never shit. be with someone like that. Like, don't fucking talk to me no. like that. I'm not your fucking kid. Nope. I'll fucking sit here if I also, want. Also, don't you talk go, to your kid like, like that. <laughs> you, you fucking go home. I'm just going to sit here and drink. I'm going to have my marg. Bilal and Shida's section is pretty much the same thing. And it's just sad to see her getting worn down every week. It's 46 days to wed, and we're still talking about the prenup, and she still hasn't been able to see a lawyer. Would Bilal even accept modifications to the prenup? I don't know, but, I mean, if like, he's we not, let's figure that out now and then not go through with this. It's sad because we don't know what's written in it. I mean, do things change well, if the marriage lasts five years? She gave years? a hint to what it was in there, is anything he came to the marriage with is his. Anything right. that she has is a joint. How convenient. That was weird. That's what if what if okay. she um, comes here and maybe opens up a yoga studio, blows up. Now she's got a chain of yoga studios. She's a millionaire. Okay, so that's joint. Yeah, but his is just his. yours. This is just yours. Convenient. That's not cool. Maybe the writing could be something like yours is yours, but maybe we have a contributing thing. I don't know if there's any kind of timeline things written in this prenup as far as how that breaks down if we're together for two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And also I think we always went back to the ex-wife. We don't believe signed a prenup. We don't no, know this, but we get a, we get kind of context clues during this segment that she did not sign a prenup granted prior to children, but not your business. Also Bilal keeps saying, well, he said it twice in the episode of how this is an issue between them. Like, basically, his ex shouldn't have an opinion. But she would not have an opinion if you didn't tell her. Yeah. That's the only reason she knows any of this. I really hope there's modifications to the prenup. That would kind of uh, protect there has to China be. more. because She should not do it otherwise. She mentioned it before. I mean, she gave up her business back home. Mm-hmm. Any kind of profit she could have made there to come over here and especially start from uh, ground zero. I couldn't believe that she said the best part of living with Bilal is that he's super caring and super romantic. Maybe she should have ended that with in moments. Because <laughs> we don't see any of it. Even when he asks, are you missing home? She has this beautiful lengthy response and his response to that is, well, there you go. Well, they had the <laughs> they had the water ride which that's when he brought up the prenup, right? Yeah, super romantic. And then we brought be, it up again on the Ferris It was going to be a wheel. romantic date, and then it turned sour. He sours everything that is potentially fun and sweet. Just to really bring it home, he then hands Shida a hard copy of the prenup as she's hanging out at home. She said she couldn't see it well. You know, the screen is all tiny. 
Shida's completely right when she says by signing this prenup, she essentially could not be a stay-at-home mom. Because she would be coming in with nothing and would possibly leave with nothing. Yes. If she didn't sort of better herself, do Mm -hmm. something on her own. What do you think of Bilal asking, do you ever plan on cheating on me? Do you ever plan on divorcing me? Okay, she says no to both. Yes, what were you supposed to say? Yeah, I know. But you did, you brought up a good point while we were watching the show. I'm like, what if he decides to get divorced? Yeah, what if he cheats on her? What if you cheat on on Shida? Does she get something then? Is that written in the prenup? No, we are are only going to make her the villain. Oh my God, that leads to some deep, like, suspected of cheating, hire a private CI. Like, there's, uh, you know, a private <laughs> investigator. Like, there's, uh, God, it's just, these prenup, man, they're, they're weird. We don't have a prenup, by the way. We just, do not. Just uh, full disclosure. We were, uh, came in real humble both ways. Yep. Real humble. <laughs> so, I don't know if that would have, what world were we protecting? My, Seriously. Sh- my fucking shitty ass Honda. Your shoe collection is very extensive, actually. That's probably a quite valuable. Probably not. I think so. Probably not. A few of them. Probably five. <laughs> five pairs. <laughs> I would not sign a prenup for your shoes. <laughs> Bilal says, I have to be smart and protect my kids. Okay, but you went off and had a spiritual marriage with a woman you physically knew for seven days. Why didn't you care about your kids at that point? Why were they not involved in the process? Just nothing. A lot of the segments just solidify that I don't think he puts a lot of importance on the spiritual marriage. Yeah, that's true. And well, obviously here, that doesn't hold any weight. No, exactly. So for fun. No, it wasn't. It, well, it was for fun. It was for fun in the sheets. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Jabri and Miona only have 25 days to wed and have planned nothing. They... It seems like barely selected a location. In theory. Which is interesting to me that no matter what, it has to be in California. That's what I don't get. You can't tell me there's some nothing remotely pretty where they're at. Just nothing. I mean, I've heard Montana is super beautiful. I can't just okay, go over there. But that is not them. They need to. They have to be but, in Cali. Even Joshua Tree, I looked at some photos and like part of it is more desert unless they're going to some more greenery version of it. But what Joshua Tree is known as is what they're going for. But she's sort of going to take beautiful photos and look pretty. I'm like, okay, but is part of that just so you could say you took them at Joshua Tree? A hundred percent. That is all that either of them want is to be able to say they had it in Joshua Tree. Help. Yellowstone is a super famous popular park. Why can't it be there? It's not hipster enough. Mm, mm, gotcha. Jabri saging his parents' house with no, no smoke, no, no smoke. nothing. Anything coming off was classic. Very Jabri. You know how I did that, right? Just to look. No, without without smoke. Why? Because mom would be like, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> to my house? Put that Maybe. shit out. I don't understand why Miona went to talk to Jabri's mom without Jabri. Why does she have to tell the mom the wedding plans and the overall plans for their life? I feel like Jabri should be involved in this and have to talk to his own mother without rolling his eyes or being a kid. We find out that they are going to save their big wedding for a year later, but they are going to have, again, the Joshua Tree wedding. Maybe. we. They said they're thinking about it. I just don't get it. Because you want a beach wedding. Like, if you're just going to elope, why wouldn't you just go to the beach in California then? 
why would you go to Joshua Tree if you're still mm-hmm. doing the plan you were going to do? I don't know what her fascination is of any part of Cali. If anything, why don't, why don't you just do something in the Redwoods? It's not L.A. So as Miona is talking to Jabri's mom about their plans, mom says that since it's not in the state, they don't have enough notice to attend. And my question is, are they low-key on parole? Why can't they leave the state? How much notice do they have to give their parole officer? I feel like they are just homebodies and no matter where it is out of the state, they're not going. I feel like if it was the state over, they still wouldn't go. And I will stick with, it doesn't matter if you like your son's partner or anything, you attend that wedding. You call in sick to work, you figure it out. That's one of those things that would affect your relationship with your son forever. You not attending doesn't stop the wedding in any way or change his mind of who his spouse is going to be. Suck it up, support your son, have a good time, go home. Why is Jabri fake sleeping when Miona comes back from this five-minute conversation? He's like, oh, I'm just tired. Uh, just been looking at my phone. Okay, their bed is like a full-size bed, right? Oh, There's no okay, way I they think, both sleep in that. I think they're fairly, you know, smaller folks. Yes. And the bed kind of looks small, so this has to be like a full, it's, maybe? It's too much. By too much, I mean not enough. <laughs> <clears throat> like, we need space to our own snuggling space. Yes. I wrote my notes. I can't believe I'm sticking up for Jabri and Miona, but why would they need to compromise their wedding for his parents? They keep asking, oh, can they just get married in a year? And I don't know how many times I have to say this is called 90 Day Fiance. It's part of the K-1 visa process. No one understands what a K-1 is. In the end, Jabri's mom says, I don't know a single person that supports this marriage. But guess what? That does not matter. Yeah, you're the parents. You got to be there for your boy. You know, let's say this works out for the long haul. You're going to be stuck with Miona, like it or not, for a long time. Just to to have this negative energy and you missing out on the wedding. And let's say they have kids in the future. How does that affect that relationship? There's too much negativity that comes from not attending your son's wedding. Long story short. Mohammed really showed his intentions this week. He has not wavered since the moment we've seen him. No. One bit. And so... What the hell is he doing? He's like, this is who I am. This is what I've told you. I haven't lied about it. And I don't know if they necessarily talked about how the marriage thing would work with like work documentation and submitting things, but they are definitely on the on the different page on that. They go look at a new wedding venue because the original venue fell through, whatever that means. I don't know what you was doing. I just keep trying to think of some rational... Ex- Like, does she just want to be married? I think she just wants to be married. When she sees the venue, she's crying. She's overwhelmed. It's such an extreme response and says, I get to marry my king in a castle. You know what I think she's doing? What? I think she's trying to speak it into existence of... She's trying to make herself feel good about the wedding location Mm -hmm. because either her first or second or third spots have, like, not available or have dropped the ball or whatever happened. Yeah. What did you think about the venue? Not my style at all. It, it's not something that I would pick. Like, put me in the woods over this. Yeah, like, what would you do with that space? Would you have to move things to accommodate people? I mean, I don't even know how many people are going to invite to I think wedding. it's going to be really small. And it's. I think she's more excited for, like, the photo ops. Hmm. This dining mean. room, this staircase, the... 
Right, I'm trying to imagine. Right, like, big, big, big wedding dress, Muhammad <laughs> yeah. in a suit. Yeah. Oh, what do you think her dress is going to be? Is it going to be simple, or is it going to be a princess dress um, so that she can marry her king? I will say whatever covers up her body. No, because that was her thing of not getting married in the mosque. She said, "I don't want to have to cover and have people judge." So I think she's going all out. No, what I mean is, ball no. gown. Oh no, I think it's going to be one of those like. <laughs> chest covered long sleeve style dresses okay we'll see yeah that that's what i think muhammad makes it clear that he does not give a shit about this wedding venue the wedding or anything he's like i'm just trying to work girl i don't care about this wedding that's your thing although he bad bad way to approach it man bad way to approach it real bad yeah don't don't but he is being honest and she should listen to that and not get married yeah don't don't tell a bride that you don't give a shit about the wedding and you know what would have solved all of this? Planning the wedding before before the K-1 visa. I feel like that's the normal way to do a K-1 visa process. Not to decide if you like the person. <laughs> I mean, maybe that ruins some of the premise of the show. Like, let's it say does. Somebody, was, it does. If somebody was super on it, had everything pretty much done except for maybe the, the individual's outfit. If you got married in like the first two weeks, first month, it kind of like defeats the purpose of the true. show. That's true. That's true. You kind of jump into happily ever after season <laughs> right. right after. <laughs> wait, actually, back up, back up. If you're on the show, would you wait till the last day slash week to get married? Or would you do it more of earlier on in the 90 days? Me, personally? Yeah, per- yeah. if you had to go through this process, you found someone. I was from, I was coming from like Mexico or some shit. Okay. Would you want to get married like sooner? Yeah, or, soon. Because like, if I'm getting married, why am I waiting? Like, we've been dating for like two years. Like, why am I waiting? Yeah, right. no. Okay. Right away. Okay. Let's start this process. Versus, Don't give me time ver- to second but, guess. But this. but you're but you're <laughs> going with the we haven't lived together to up to this point. Okay. So would you use that time to? No. No. I, w- you, you, I just I oh, don't okay. think I wouldn't even get oh. married if I was depending it on these ninety days. I gotcha. Okay. Wow, without ever living together, huh? Yeah. Interesting. If, but if I was that confident to get married, I don't I, think I would do the K-1 at all if I didn't think I would, like, it was even a question in my mind. Okay. I'm an overthinker, trust me. <laughs> I would be sure if I was doing this. Well, how about you? Same question then. Get a girl. I mean, probably. Are you waiting? You know, probably in like month two, get married. You would wait till last week. I know you. <laughs> If I see, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be good at planning all the stuff. No, you. I wouldn't be good. No, at that. it would be the last week because that's the late last available date at the courthouse. Honestly, that's true. Part of it could be they just don't have an appointment date. I don't know. I don't know how far back people are with like COVID and catching up yeah, and stuff. That's true. Even if you just want to get married in in the courthouse. Yeah. What about applying for your or picking up your wedding certificate or whatever it is? What is it called? License. <laughs> <laughs> That thing. Well, I mean, yeah, because if it just feels like every process. Okay, well, props to you. You actually did all that. I just showed oh, up. Yeah, yeah. So yep. that's nice. I did none of the actual legal legwork of our wedding. <laughs> I probably had to get a bunch of docs from you. Yeah. And then. So and you, you went to the you, office. Like, you need to come with me. With yeah, then we went back and, and then yeah. did it. God, it is really official. And you also turned it in. I didn't even it turn is, it, it in. It is super official when you go through that process. I remember like a year after our wedding, we were like, did we ever turn that in? I think we did, right? I know I did it. Like so hopefully you did. Stuff? Yes. I think we're fine. <laughs> we'll see. At this point, we're just like calm and law married. Okay. Yves gets a text message from Mohammed while they're in the same house. Not Super really. Super passive aggressive. 
Kind of, but it's also direct by a text message. I, <laughs> That's I, don't, true. I don't know. It, was, it is directed it, it at was, the person. It was, it was some weird energy, man. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so weird. She comes into the kitchen, wonders what the hell is going on. And this is where it kind of all comes out. You, We have dis- different expectations. We have different dreams. You won't do my paperwork. I'll just find another sponsor. Like, it's that easy on a K-1. He has no idea what he's talking about, by the way. I just don't know what else to say. I d- there's no reason to get married. He's made it very clear what his intentions are. And these are not your dreams and your intentions of this. So what the hell are you doing? Also, I look. I looked up the K-1 just like a sort of like a overview slash breakdown. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about switching getting, sponsors, getting like a different sponsor. Or, I, mean, I think it's it, whoever starts it, the paperwork. It, it states like fiance pretty clearly on that on that overview. The fourth wall being broke like oh, made was... me feel really awkward. Like I, it just made me see the whole room for what it is and realizing. There's so many people in this room. It was but, so awkward. So so was it one camera person and then maybe like a producer? Yes, but the other camera guy came in. So right. who knows how many people are really in the house? I wonder how many camera individuals there are and uh, producers at one time, maybe at like each location. Yeah. I'd, I'd be curious. Yeah, because if you just had a gaggle of like five people in a small home, just walking As around, you're yelling walking at around with each cameras. Other. And- also, I wonder how long it takes to get used to cameras just following you. And, I and would you, never get used to and it. And you trying to have honest... Would you be that person that would talk into the camera? <laughs> I don't think they let you. You'd be like, I think they're you, always like, you, don't look at us. You'd be like Deadpool. You just it, always talk and be yes. like... And they'd be like, see, now we can't use no, any no, of this. You'd be like, you see this bitch? You see what they're talking about? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. I would purposely just try to stare in the camera oh my God. all the time. You on maths staring at the camera would be some fucking gold. It would be. On your pre-interview, you look at the camera and be like, see, I told you I can't fucking be on this show. <laughs> this, look at this dude. It would just be him getting mad at me for something and me just sighing and turning to the camera. And then just walking away. <laughs> the last note I have is, Mohammed has the balls to say that Yves needs to compromise while simultaneously saying that he doesn't give a shit about Yves' dreams. <laughs> Girl! You, he's not wavering. As soon as he says, get my ticket, please. Just... End it. But then Eve's like, I mean, after this, we're we're done. There's no more. There's no trips, no nothing. Like, I can't believe they recover. How do they recover? I don't want them to recover. Oh, my God. What they do somehow. I don't understand. Okay. Emily and Kobe. Let's go. Number one note. When they pan to the outside of the house. There's no way in hell this house has one bathroom. They, I mean, they Where is it located? Upstairs? It just, it's. I refuse to believe it at this point. I needed the layout I, of the house. I'm confused because the way the house looks is is the downstairs kind of like half underground and half not. Just the way it looks like it seems like there's like a, a viewing like a Yeah. Like the top. So I don't know where you come in at. Do you come in at I think you come in at the top. I don't know. And then is the basement a true basement or is it just the bottom floor below that? That's what I that's what I think. I don't know. A- anyway, anyway. The show super smart. You show the big bomb in the beginning of the episode, and we don't even get back to them until like an hour and fifteen. It's the last scene. Yeah. Also, anytime I hear Emily say, "Hey, come with me," my mom's watching the kid. I just die inside a little bit because that was the whole reason we had to have 
the special night and not meet his child is, oh, this is the only time we're ever going to have without the kid. Every single episode, Emily's mom is watching the kid. I feel for, the, you know, you know, a lot of grandparents, they have, they have retirement plans. They have adventures they're probably planning. And I get it. You want to help your kiddos, but I feel like they're going to be extensively helping for a while versus yes. my my grandson or grandkids just come over for a bit and we hang out and chill and then we give them back considering the uh situation this episode i think that they'll be hanging out for a while emily returned the backup ring she's still stressed about all the wedding planning and reveals that her period is a couple weeks late so they head to the pharmacy in their interview it just turns into the blame game Kobe didn't want Emily to take birth control for fear that it would affect fertility in the future. They never really mentioned why Kobe couldn't wear a condom. No, that's never... Well, it's not even an option, apparently. Yeah, it wasn't even an option. It sounds like Emily didn't even start the pills until he got there, which would not be very efficient anyway. I guess it depends on the type. But you should have been pre... We knew he was coming. We knew he was coming this date. Let's just get ready. Then we find out that uh, Emily told Kobe to, uh, hmm, let's keep this real vague, go inside of her <laughs> because according to her period tracking app, she was not ovulating. So just kind of, man, they were like each doing things that completely affected this. Like in my head, no one's more to blame than the other person because they both, not only does it take two to tango, like she says, but they both affected the other person using birth control. I don't know. Some of Emily's wording, she says it takes two to tango, but I, I just feel like the blame is definitely going to be on Kobe. Oh, 100%. It doesn't matter. Everything is going to be Kobe's fault and the parents are going to blame Kobe and Emily's not going to be held accountable or even talk too harshly. Just nothing. I feel for them in the fact that, I mean, they kind of both agreed like this is like not the right time yes. to have another child, but they also couldn't say... Like, it's not that we don't want the child. No. And later on, we see that Emily's almost annoyed with Kobe's reaction. That was that was some dumbass trap. I could yeah. read that from a mile away. Yeah. She's like, how are you feeling? Or are you excited? If he said yes, she'd be like, how can you be excited? Like, we're not ready for this. If he said no, she, she would say, how are you not excited for our future baby? Like, that was a trap. Yeah. I read through it. But honestly... I actually was okay with Kobe's reaction. He's probably like, bad. he's in fucking shock. He's like, holy shit. How am I going to look at her fucking parents in yes. the eye? She doesn't want me to tell him. But he wasn't like, what a, the fuck? He wasn't mad about no, it. No, no, no. He was just he like, was, shit, the repercussions are going to be harsh. As they say, he was taken aback. <laughs> yes. Emily goes on a bit of a tangent about how all of the pressure is on her to work and save money. But she's not doing any of that. So I don't understand why she feels pressured. And any of the work she's doing, I'm sure the money goes pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, baby stuff is very expensive. I mean, essentially you're working part-time. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing any and all of your money either goes to contributing to food for your baby. Engagement diapers, rings. Engagement rings. Going out to eat. Yes. With your, you know, your future spouse. I am so... Well... I shouldn't be this excited, but I am really excited for when they tell the parents. If well, Emily ever... tells him to not tell anyone until she's showing and basically until they can't lie anymore, which is a horrible plan, in my opinion. That's terrible. Are you just not going to drink at the wedding? And how will you explain that? Because everyone will assume you're pregnant then. Are you going to be like, 
Oh my gosh, I must be pregnant. Kobe says that he's worried that her parents will think of him as just a guy from Cameroon who is interested in having kids without securing a bright future for them. But how could they not blame their daughter as well? But they won't. It's infuriating. Let's say they, they try to break that down. Like, why weren't you on the pill? And then she could say, oh, well, Kobe doesn't like for me to be on the pill because of X. Well, okay. then, then you should come back on that and say, okay, dude, here's like the scientific facts. Like, no, I'll be just fine. Which if- is fine. Like, I don't know how sex education is in Salinas or Cameroon. So, like, I can't speak to that. But just piggybacking off of that real quick. Emily never listens to Kobe. Why the fuck did she listen to him this time? Great point. Did not really make that connection. Bitches at him constantly about what he's doing, how he's doing things. He can't even shovel poop correctly to her. Why would she listen to him now? This is true. Hmm. It's just... Has there ever been a sneak peek if they are going to tell her parents? Or is this going to be more of like a tell-all? I don't think they've ever shown it in a preview. Because we already knew from the preview well, that she was going to get the pregnant. Tell-all, the tell-all will be stupid because the kid would either be born or she'd be like fully pregnant. Okay, spoiler. Skip ahead 30 seconds. The kid was at the tell-all. It's like three months old. Oh. But you see what I mean? That if you don't tell the parents during this season, even if you go to the tell-all, it seems almost dumb because it's like... There's a kid. Well, they obviously know. Well, I, I know, I know, but I mean, it all, it almost because they're not living. I came home with a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I don't know. It's. I just hope they. What I'm trying to get at is, I just hope they do tell the parents during the season because yes. I would love that reaction. Well, that I and I it. think it's much better than waiting until you're six months pregnant. Would love it. Really, I just want to analyze the dad's level of emotion. Oh, oh, it's my so gosh. it's so crazy. It's, so, it's so crazy that this was the one rule he had for them. And it was so foreshadowed beautifully. Are you taking your pill? Not yet. Uh, it's so hard because it's like, yeah, this is a decision between couples only, but it's not at this point because it fully affects everyone in this family who are <laughs> watching and caring for essentially this other family at this point. I have a question. Go for it. You don't have to answer. Oh, what I want. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like the spouse should have a say whether you take birth control or should that be a? I think you can have opinion, but the ultimate decision is the person taking it. You could be like, I hear you, but. But this is what's right for me. Because of X, Y, Z, I'm taking the bill. Exactly. So, yes, I think that a spouse or a partner or whatever can have an opinion. I think the ultimate decision is on the person taking the form of birth control. I kind of hope. The parents are like, so why wasn't a condom an option? Because <laughs> it doesn't, it's not as fun. I have no idea why they, what they would say, but. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think there could be so many just good responses. Hey, we're hoping for the best for them always. But man, this is just such a wrench in the plan. Well, it's just, I do, I do hope for them. I, you know, I want to send them good vibes, but they're going to have a tough uphill journey. It just seems so hypocritical of me to have all these thoughts and opinions as someone that has no children. <laughs> But also, like, I guess you're on the show, so I can have opinions. But I don't know. I'm torn even, like, internally of yeah, what well, I think about this. Like, I, You know, obviously, I don't have kids either. But it's almost like you've seen how hard it is to care for children. Well, I've seen how hard it is for her caring for one child. Yeah, they're, they're going to need a big bed. Also, there's theories online that say that she planned this. Oh? So that she would not have to basically move out, work, become an independent adult. I don't know if I can go that far. 
I don't know if I'd go that far either because someone that I think is... Like, I hated her reaction. Her no. saying, like, oh, I'm disappointed in Kobe's reaction. And I think no, he's just being realistic about it. Because even someone that I like to talk shit about and I think is not very independent has moved out of her parents' home in some way, even though they're paying for the rent. No, that doesn't count. No, no, no. No? <laughs> if your parents are paying for your rent, you might as well be living with them. You have the ultimate hand-holding. You get your own space... You don't have to share it with the parents. You, gotta, you don't have to live under their rules, but you get your rent paid. No, but I not guess, independent. I guess from what we've seen is they're sort of, it's almost like a like an addiction. They're trying to wean her off of <laughs> yes, like, hey, yes. after like two or three months, like you got to take over the payments. If this question is not asked on the tell-all, I'll be so pissed. Are you paying right now? Yeah. I need to know. I feel like I'm just blabbing now. Like I just, I'm tangent. I mean, I just. On a tangent. Yeah, I, I just feel for him. I hope that I hope it all works out. You know, healthy kid, all that good stuff. But it's gonna be tough. On the next time on, we see Ari going dress shopping. Kara and Guillermo continue to argue together, and then separately at the bachelorette party. Yves is venting to her friend, and then meets up with Mohammed to argue in public. Bilal and Shida also go into public to argue about the prenup. Jabri's parents start the process of kicking Jabri and Miona out. Which is wild because they're not even married yet. But whatever. Did they... I actually missed that portion. Did they give a timeline? Well, they said, well, you knew the timeline and it's basically up. Oh, interesting. Parents are just kind of being assholes at this point. They're just doing power moves because they can. Again, cannot believe I'm defending them <laughs> anyway. Well, in some way, it's almost like they're pushing their, their kid away, which... It's they just, are. It's just, they it's are. It's just surprising to see... Kobe meets up with his friend, Temperature, and spills the beans immediately. And last but not least, Thais and Patrick finally tell Thais's dad that they are getting married. Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be a good episode. It is. I hope you all have a good week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and have some fun. Thank you. Take care. Bye.